Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. In tonight's Health Edge, the growing trend of cyberbullying. 5,000 school employees walked out to demand increased education funding. It ultimately, could, could every kid just get, uh, get their education through a screen? The more we are taught to list and resent the things of which we were deprived as children, the more, the more we live in that anger and frustration and the more we remain children. This is the kind of paradox, I think, of, of what it is to be a halfway intelligent American right now, and probably also a Western European, is that there are things we know are right and good and would be better for us to do, but constantly it's like, yeah, but, you know, it's so much funnier and nicer to go do something else, and who cares, and it's all bullshit anyway. And for me personally, I, I don't know that it's really ever been all that different. I think probably American education used to be a little bit better and a little bit more difficult. And children had no choice but to realize that there were certain things that were hard and involved a certain amount of drudgery that were actually very satisfying at the end of it. But for the most part, I think in the U.S., people have been, who've been doing, quote, serious stuff, which is harder and stranger, have always played to a much smaller audience. There's a difference, though, I think, between being mildly bored, but then there's another kind of boredom that I think you're talking about, which is um, uh, reading, reading requires sitting alone by yourself in a quiet room. And I have friends, in, intelligent friends, who don't like to read because they get, it's not just bored, there's an, uh, there's an almost dread that comes up, I think, about having to be alone and having to be quiet. And you see that when you walk into most public spaces in America, it isn't quiet anymore. They pipe music through. And the music's easy to make fun of because it's usually really horrible music, but it seems significant that we don't want things to be quiet ever anymore. And, and to me, I don't, I don't know that I could defend it, but that seems to me to have something to do with when, when you feel like the purpose of your life is to gratify yourself and get things for yourself and go all the time, there's this other part of you that's the same part that can kind of is almost hungry for silence and quiet and thinking really hard about the same thing for maybe half an hour instead of 30 seconds that doesn't get fed at all. And it, it makes itself felt in, in the body in a kind of dread in here. I don't know whether that makes a whole lot of sense, but I think it's true that here in the US, every year the culture gets more and more hostile I, and I don't mean hostile like angry, just in di it becomes more and more difficult to ask people to read or to look at a piece of art for an hour 
or to listen to a piece of music that's complicated and that takes work to understand because, well, there are a lot of reasons, but particularly now in computer and internet culture, everything is so fast. And, uh, and the faster things go, the more we feed that part of ourselves, but don't feed the part of ourselves that likes, that likes quiet, that can live in quiet, you know, that can live without any kind of stimulation. Well, particularly if you have a remote control, see when that happens, you go to a different channel. And if you don't like that channel, you go to a different channel. One of the reasons I can't own a TV is I've started having this thing where I become convinced there's something really good on another channel and that I'm missing it. And so instead of watching, I'm scanning anxiously back and forth for this thing that I think I want that I don't even know what it is. And what it is is too much good stuff combined with my sick little head that thinks there's always something a little better on the next thing. And all you have to do, you don't have to get up now to change it. That's, that, that was the the problem. When it became easy, you just had to move your thumb and change it. That's when we were screwed. When I was young, uh, or younger, I used to, there's a way in which, in which we in America are comfortable, very comfortable. Some of the, some of the political and social corrections that I shot, thought should be brought about would happen when there was some sort of cataclysm or misfortune where we weren't as comfortable anymore. Um, the fact that we now have clear evidence that the way we live and the relationships we have with various other countries are causing some people to hate us so much that they want to kill us and may succeed in killing a great many of us frightens me only because when I was growing up, one of the mythological periods for us growing up is the Great Depression where the story goes, everyone pulled together. There were hard times and no one had enough, but everyone pulled together and everybody. Um, it seems to me now that the country's reaction to feeling frightened and insecure is to buy sports utility vehicles that are large and massive and tank-like and make individual people feel safer, but also get four miles to the gallon in a country where gasoline is probably one-fifth as expensive as it ought to be. There's, there's a sanity in Europe about gasoline prices and fuel consumption that there isn't here yet. And, and yet are voting for people who are deciding to go over and, and, and very possibly kill hundreds of thousands of civilians in order to kill a, a few enemies. None of which is important, but the fact that no one here is talking about the connection between how we live and what we drive and the things that are happening, the, the speed with which it's become those bad people, those bad fanatics, they're evil. What they really hate is our freedom and, and our way of life, which is just hard to swallow, right? Like who hates freedom? Yeah. People hate people, not freedom. Um, I now don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I'm, I am, as an American, as scared, not since I was a little boy and I worried about the U.S. and the Soviet Union having an intercontinental number, not since that have I been this scared. And what's, and this is totally personally, but I'm more scared of us than I am of anybody else. And that, that's, that's a bleak place to be. I don't, I don't think this is an evil country. I don't think American people are evil. I think we've had it very easy materially for a long time and we've gotten very little help in understanding 
things that are important besides being comfortable. And I, I don't think anybody knows how we will react if things get really hard here. The fact that we're strong militarily and economically is a good thing, but it's also a frightening thing. The thing about it is, is that in, the, in America, we think of rebellion as this very sexy thing and that it involves you know, action and force and, and looks good. And my, my guess is the forms of rebellion that will end up changing anything meaningfully here will be very quiet and very individual and, uh, and probably not, not all that interesting to look at from the outside. I, I'm now hoping for, for less interesting rather than more interesting. Violence is interesting. and. Um, horrible corruption and scandals and rattling sabers and talking about war and demonizing a billion people of a different faith in the world. Those are all interesting. Sitting in a chair and really thinking about what this means and why the fact that what I drive might have something to do with how people in other parts of the world feel about me is, isn't interesting to anybody else. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 